Hello and welcome to our new preaching series. Between now and the start of December, we're going to be looking at the Kingdom of God. Now, this should really get all of us very excited. And if it doesn't, if you're not feeling it right now, it's probably a sign that we haven't really properly understood the significance of the Kingdom. Because the Kingdom of God is supposed to be the thing that we are more bothered about than anything else. In Matthew 6, Jesus talks about the things that we pursue in life. And he says that where our treasure is, that's where our heart will also be. He acknowledges the very real needs, concerns and pressures that we all experience. But then he says this in Matthew 6, 6 and verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, that was the New International Version, but the New Living Translation says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And the Passion Translation puts it like this. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. And then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Now, let's stop and think about this for a moment. All kinds of things can fill our hearts and minds. And I guess some of us can be more obsessive than others. Recently, I used some birthday money that I'd been given to buy myself a new pair of earphones. Now, whenever I spend a reasonable amount of money on something, I obviously want to make sure that I'm getting the best available product for the budget I have available. So I like to do my research. So for two or three days, I spent most of my free time obsessing over earphones. I looked at websites, I read articles, I compared possibilities. And for a brief period, it was as if my, my destiny, my whole purpose in life was to select a pair of earphones. I was practically dreaming about earphones. Now, I may be exaggerating very slightly, but hopefully you get the point. You might spend time thinking about how you'd love to redesign or redecorate or otherwise improve your home. You might find yourself dreaming about a new car or a holiday. Or maybe it's not even material. Maybe you're always thinking about the kind of romantic relationship you'd love to start or the family you'd love to build. Or maybe you dream of the success you'd love to accomplish in your career or in business. Don't worry, I I'm not here to tell you that any of these things are wrong. I believe that God wants to bless you. He is a good father. He loves you. He wants to bless you and he wants to help you to prosper and be successful. He's proud of you and he delights in you. But as God's children, there's something that's supposed to be more important to all of us than anything else. And that is his kingdom. We're supposed to think about God's kingdom even more than we think and dream about all these other things. We're supposed to allow a passion and desire for God's kingdom to grow in us so that it eclipses everything else. So what is God's kingdom? Well, I know a lot of you know this already, but let's just make sure that we're all completely on the same page. When the Bible speaks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven or simply the kingdom, it's not just speaking about a place you'll go to when you die. The Greek word for kingdom is basileia. Remember, the New Testament was first written in Greek. It refers to God's kingship, to his kingly rule and reign, to his authority and dominion. 
And although the word can refer to the realm or place over which a king or queen rules, as in the United Kingdom, its primary sense in the Bible is more dynamic and active. It's referring to the ruling and reigning itself. It's referring to God exercising his rule and reign, to God actively being in charge, to God's will actively being done. So let's imagine for a moment that you own a business. And let's imagine that in that business, everything always happens exactly how you want it to. All your workers always carry out their tasks in line with your values and principles. Nobody ever contradicts or ignores any of your procedures. Everyone in your business is passionate and committed to accomplishing the goals and objectives that you have set in the way that you have asked them to. Everything is as it should be, as defined by you. Now, I know those of you who are in business are laughing by now, but if I imagine a business did exist, it would be a good example of a kingdom. It would be your kingdom. You would be in charge and everything would perfectly represent the way you said things should be. You wouldn't necessarily have to control every tiny little detail, but everything would be in line with your values and principles and nothing would contradict them. God wants to fill our world with his kingdom. In fact, the Bible promises us that through Jesus, God definitely will fill the whole world with his kingdom. And that is the best news ever. Because God's kingdom is perfect love. God's kingdom is unswerving faithfulness. It is truth and light and it is breathtaking in its holiness. It is justice and freedom. It is healing. It is righteousness, peace and joy. It is life. John the Baptist had one major mission and purpose in life, to get people ready for the coming of Jesus. And in Matthew 3, 1 and 2, we read this. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. John was saying that people needed to repent, to completely turn their lives around, to, to think differently about everything because God's kingdom, his rule and reign, his kingly authority was at hand. Something was about to change with the arrival of Jesus that would mean that they could experience God's kingdom in a way that they'd never seen before. And in Matthew 4, Jesus begins his public ministry after John has been put in prison. And Matthew 4, 17 says this, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. You see, Jesus was saying exactly the same thing. It's time to think differently. Everything changes from this point onwards. It's time to live in and experience God's amazing rule and reign. And so Matthew 4, 23 says this, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness among the people. You see, this message about God's ruling and reigning, this message about his lordship and authority is good news. It's the best news ever. The message of the kingdom is the gospel that Jesus preached. He spoke far more about the kingdom than he ever spoke about the church. You see, the kingdom of God really is what everything is all about. It's our destiny and purpose. It's what we were made for. 
The kingdom of God is what was lost to us in the beginning and it's what Jesus gave his life to restore us to. See, we were made in the image of God to be his children, to live in perfect relationship with him and to partner with him to fill the earth with his loving rule and reign. Let's read Psalm 8 together. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. He made us to bring his perfect order to everything everywhere, to fill the whole world with his righteousness, peace and joy. And to do that, we needed to embrace God's rule for ourselves. We needed to choose to live under his authority, to receive him as our king. But instead, we rejected his authority. We decided that we didn't need him, that we could be the rulers of our own lives. We rejected our relationship with him. We rejected him as our king and we rejected him as our father. And now, just as God warned us from the beginning, the consequence of humanity's decision, our decision to go our own way, is that the world became broken and corrupted. And instead of filling the world with God's beautiful kingdom, we filled it with our own sin and the consequences of it. So that even the rest of creation was affected as well as our own selfishness and greed and violence and deceit, sickness and death took hold and the world began to decay. We were supposed to be God's children, representing him as agents of his kingdom, but we became part of the dominion of darkness, the very opposite of what we were made for. But God is a good and loving God. God is a perfect father and he would not abandon his plan. He would not forsake his love for his children. God came to us in the person of his son. The father sent us Jesus. God became a human. And as a human, he showed us how to live the life of the kingdom. As a human, he fulfilled all the righteous requirements of God. Jesus fully embodied the kingdom. He lived perfectly under the rule and reign of God. And he, he began to show us what life is supposed to look like as part, uh, part of that kingdom. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He stood with the marginalized and the oppressed. And he championed the needs of the poor. And all the time he beckoned us to join him in God's kingdom. To turn away from our own sinful ways. To embrace God's reign in our lives. And by turning away from our old way of life and putting our faith in Jesus, we are born again to begin a new life in him. Our relationship with God is restored. We enter into his kingdom and as his children, we even become co-heirs with Jesus. God's kingdom becomes our inheritance. 
Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his kingdom of his holy people in the kingdom of light for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins honestly there is so much to get excited about when it comes to the kingdom of god in Luke 4, 43, Jesus said that preaching the good news of the kingdom of God was the whole reason that he was sent. It was what Jesus lived for and it was what Jesus died for. That you and I could be part of God's kingdom plan and purpose. So we are going to take some time to study the kingdom in more detail over the coming weeks. And hopefully we're all going to get excited. And maybe some of us might feel challenged to look again at some of our priorities along the way. Maybe some of us might feel challenged to make some changes to the way we live our lives as we become more and more obsessed with God's kingdom. But if you're watching this message and you've never taken that first step of turning away from living life your own way and giving your life completely to Jesus as your king, then I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. In this moment, you can ask God to forgive you for living your life apart from him and outside of his kingdom. You can receive Jesus as your king and commit your life to following him, living his way and serving his purpose. You can pray that in your own words right now. He's ready and he's waiting to meet you. And if you have already made that decision to follow Jesus, but you've realized today that you've not really been fully embracing his rule and his reign, then you know that you can turn back to him again in this moment. Ask him to forgive you. Give yourself to him again. And as we set out on this series, let's all of us resolve to seek God's kingdom first, first and foremost in our lives. So above all, constantly chase after God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. May God bless you.